Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. I wasn't uh, originally going to review this film. I just saw it, started watching it, because um, I thought it might be interesting, and I really enjoyed it. So sorry if uh, the review's not as in-depth as normal. Um, well, you can always turn it off and listen to one of my others. So the film begins... Um, oh, sorry. The, uh, the film we're going to do today on... Oh, review it yourself is a film called The War Below. came out uh, earlier this year, 2021. And we see a typical um, pre-World War, well, uh, a typical northern town. And I thought, I recognise that place. And it, it's it's Beamish. It's definitely filmed at Beamish. Um, and we see this guy stood in the queue. He's declared medically unfit. Um, he tries to get away with it and says he's an accountant, um, but he's very clearly a minor. Um, there's a crackle in his lungs um, and a heart irregularity. And the the medics, medical officer says to him, you know, this isn't your first time applying, I take it. You're already doing your bit. Those below do as much as those up top. And in the same queue uh, is a son and father. And the son uh, is very, I think he's probably under under the age you had to be uh, because his dad's like what are you doing here he's like oh i'm i'm signing up as well and his, his dad's quite proud of him and gives him his like ball hat you know i know you keep it son you're, you're a man now um whether this kind of jumping to sign up was still occurring in 1915 i'm i'm unsure there's lots of myths around the first world war um in particular that that the only time anybody would ever refused goes because they were a coward or because they're a conscientious objector. There was also people who were the only breadwinners for their family or for their mothers. And they thought, well, if I go and get killed, who's going to provide, you know, that there was no benefit system. Then there was no um, national health service. So it it's not as black and white as, as it's made out. Um, anyway. So we see the same kid, um, in the Somme 1916 and he's a runner he's trying to deliver a message uh, the attacks failed the German trenches have not been have not been taken um, the Somme I mean, the worst um, the worst day in the history of the British Army and we see Haig and Colonel Jack and another Colonel I can't remember uh, and Another guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, they're talking about, about about the war and, you know, we need to grind it out. And Colonel Jack's like, we need to we need to try something new. Something the Hun won't see coming. And this Colonel Jack goes to the head of a mining company who, who just refuses. He says, and he basically threatens him. He just says, you know, I would have thought you'd want to do your bit. Um, 
other men who've who've refused in your position to, to help the war effort, they've suddenly found themselves being drafted. Now, he's basically threatening him saying, look, if you don't if you don't, you know, give your country what it bloody well asks. And the boss relents, he brings in I think five or six lads, one of which is the bloke we saw at the start, um who who tried to get away with saying he was an accountant and he got medically um Declared medically unfit. His name's William Harkin. He's like the he's the leader of the group. And the this Colonel Jack says, "Look, um, we need you to train up, um, train up soldiers to dig. We're going to dig under the German trenches." And they basically say, "Well, you have no chance. It's not going to it's not going to happen. We we wouldn't be able to do it. They wouldn't. We could train them up, but the, they don't have our expertise. Generation generations of miners." You can't, it's experience you can't buy. And this William Harkin says, send us, send send us instead. And Colonel Jack goes back and fights for the idea and he gets two months. Haig says to him, you've got two months. William says to his wife, Jane, you know, I'm not doing this blindly. I'm protecting you in this house. Um, His young son hands under the bed. Uh, playing with his toy soldiers and he says are you coming back uncle david didn't come back and he said it was different i'm going there to dig he was sent to do something he'd never done before and then we see flanders 1916 we've got a beautiful shot of a train crossing a viaduct amongst all these green fields in france uh yeah well in france belgium um and this is the thing that, that you don't see a lot in World War uh, One films. You don't see the fact that, yes, there was no man's land, there was trenches and there was devastation around those. But then if you went away from them, the rest of the countryside was virtually untouched. And But you don't see that greenery because it doesn't fit with the traditional image of that war. The mud, the blood, the trenches, rats, all that kind of thing. You see the blokes get to the trenches and the soldiers are like, don't worry, you'll get used to it. Uh, the, the smell, the water's chlorinated. They meet the colonel, Colonel Jack there, and the young lad, uh, go, the youngest lad of them, goes for uh, goes for number two. And the sniper, always, a German sniper, always takes pot shots at them. And he falls when, because they've never been on the front line before, Um he falls into you know what when when a sniper hits the roof. Hawkins in charge, and he says, "Right, you." The colonel says, "You keep them in line." And you see, um, Bill saying, "You know, my heart sinks to think the other soldiers believe us cowards hiding down here, because the others don't. They, they want to keep it as secret as they can, so the others know that they're a dig, but they don't understand the risk they put them." They just think they're hiding away when they're not. There's explosions above and there's like a collapse. They're all okay. And Charlie, who's the young lad, um, says, oh, these are dog biscuits. And he was played by Sam Clement, uh, who was, I think, one of the first actors to, to do the Harry Potter, the Cursed Child uh, stage play. And he was about the only one I recognised, apart from the one who plays the Colonel. Um, explosions above. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, we've done that bit. Um, so we've got Baker, Marshall, 
the young lad Charlie. Um, no, sorry, sorry, tell a lie. Um, we see the young lad from earlier, whose dad gave him the hat, and he's one of two guys sent for a job in no man's land. They need to find out um, if the distances are correct, um, how far the trenches are, because they need to know how far to dig. And I love that the you have these down to earth conversations. You know, praise goes up, crap comes down. Um, one of the survey lads uh, gets stuck in no man's land, and he's been there two days. And the other, but uh, William uh, Bill goes into no man's land, and it's the kid, and he saves him, brings him back, and they all think he's mad. And what's well, the other boys blow the target? Then they say. You know, we're moving on to the Messines Ridge, which which I've seen. Um, I went with school to Belgium, and I've seen the Messines Ridge and the, the huge crater there. Um, that explosion was absolutely massive. 10,000 Germans were killed pretty much instantly. And it's horrendous to think. Uh, I thought that the acting was brilliant. Uh, we, I haven't finished the description of the film, by the way. It's not a very, it's not an abrupt ending or anything like that. Um, they say, you know, men die every day doing what we tell them and it's not pretty. Yeah, this is what it is. So uh, this is where there's a, there's a great scene between Colonel Hellfire Jack and Bill. And he's saying, you know, you, why have you gone up there to be a hero? You, you don't have to prove anything. And he says, but those lads were out there. But that lad was out there because of us. He said, well, men die every day doing what we tell them. It's not pretty. You've done your bit, Bill. Go home. And they looks like the Germans are digging now too, because it and it becomes a kind of cat and mouse. They're digging. Are they going to bump into each other? That you know, the, if the Germans, if you've got any of the Germans, you blow their their tunnels in. Horrific, or, or vice versa. And Hellfire Jack says, "Look, the people coming to replace you—they've been trained." And you see the men walking back along that railway line. They're, they're waiting for the train. And Bill says to them, you know, we, we need to go back. The, the job isn't done yet. And, you know, the, they have these frank conversations like Sod Fielding. That's the one of the officers um, who, who gives Hellfire Jack a, a, a rough time because he just doesn't believe in the idea at all. Uh, sod him, Sod Haig. And he says, you know, I hope to God no one ever has to see a place like this again. You see Charlie and George, um, their brothers. It'll take... And they say, look, it'll take six months to dig this tunnel to get under that under that ridge. And Charlie, who's the young lad who um, got shot at earlier uh, in the toilet, he says, you know, well, the latrine. Um, he says, bunch of idiots, and he, he he goes back, follows his brother. We see March 1917, four months later, on the Messines Ridge, and you hear them listening to the to the you know to the walls and he said oh I must be hearing I must be hearing things and it, to be fair it was nice to hear some local accents I think the main guys from Sheffield uh, are somewhere around there uh, apologies if he's if he's not um, they realise they're going to have to go deeper uh, Colonel Hellfire Jack gives Hawken a pistol just in case um, and you could see how how the men have changed Charlie talks about the importance of post and. He hasn't had a letter from his, like, the lassies having a uh, kind of a, a love affair with. Um, and he say, 
Um, hot, there's a there's a scene of tension. Uh, it's fantastic, and um, the Germans blow a tunnel above them. And Bill says to to Jack, "You know, you you're right. Were you right? Am I? You know, am I being a fool?" Shorty says to Bill, "You know, Shorty's like Bill's best mate. He's known him for years, dug with him for years in the mines." And he says, "You know, they're, they're close to collapsing." And Bill's like, "Look, we keep digging, and one of them gets killed in a gas explosion, and Shorty punches." Um, Shorty punches Bill and says, you bloody idiot, I told you. Hellfire Jack tries to stick up for them and says they're just overworked. And then um, the the other... Oh, what is his name? can't remember. The... the what I've got it written down. What is his name? Oh, yeah, uh, Fielding, that's his name. So he's like the same level as Hellfire Jack. And... Uh, uh, Stockford says to him, you know, stick your stick on your backside. And he says, right, Stockford and Hawkin sent for failed punishment number one for insubordination. So they they tied up for the night to like a, a, a hut. And this is where they have a good, they have a conversation. And Stockford says, I work for you and I trust you, but you're lying to yourself now. Uh, the sergeant comes along Um and, and loosens his arms and gives him a, uh, gives Bill a cigarette, and he says, "You know, uh, because he saw what he did to save the young lad." Um, there's a, uh, I think Hellfire Jack realizes they need they need a bit of R and R before they start digging again because they're close to cracking. Well, they already are, and he sets up cricket and he says, "Oh, W G Grace gave me that bat, best cricket who ever lived," and they're like, "Who?" Like, we're more, you know, we're more the football type guys. Charlie gets a letter and he, he doesn't come, he goes off to read it and doesn't come back. He walks through the trench and climbs the ladder and they try and stop him. Soldiers try and stop him. But he walks towards the German trenches. Anyway, he gets a couple of gets a couple of feet and he gets shot dead. And his brother's held back. His brother tries to go up and um, go up and save him, but he to the other soldiers holding back because he'd have died as well. And we see Hellfire Jack pick up the letter and he just goes, oh, Lord. And Hawkins writes to... So Bill writes to his wife, Jane. He does this throughout the film. He writes to his wife, just explaining how he's feeling. Now, he says, Jane, I was warned that we're close to breaking. Um, He says, Charlie killed himself. He is last called off the love affair. And he'd spoke about how much he'd loved he, he spoke about how much he loved her earlier. And Bill says, you know, tell Charlie's mother he died honourably. He says, We're near our end. George, who's Charlie's brother, is working so hard with great courage. Maybe you were right, I may be a bloody fool. Uh, my life lies with you and Peter, his son. Uh, yours forever, William. Sick of the March nineteen seventeen, night before the attack. They've run out of uh, canaries. Because they're digging deeper, so there's risky gas. So they use um, a rat who, that they call Fielding Junior after the uh, after the officer they don't like. And he says, "Is it dead already?" And he's no, it's it's drunk. I gave it a tot of rum. And Hellfire Jack says, "Then you've lived your whole life out of sight, out of mind." 
This is about what we can do for the men. He says he's proud of them. He says, this night we might not change history, but we'll certainly change the bloody geography. And they did. He thanks them in turn. He shakes the hand. George, shortly, Harold. He says, it's been a privilege. He says, I was wrong about you, Bill. You're a fine soldier. It's 3 a.m., three hours before the attack. They're sorting out the charges. The Germans are close. They can hear the scraping. Shorty realises it's their own. It's one of his own men he can hear. And the music adds to the tension. They're very, very on edge. Bill says, Shorty, you're imagining things. Snap out of it. George falls through the wall into another tunnel. And it's a German tunnel. And they say, we're meant to blow their tunnels. And Bill says, well, what if it's next to the chamber? I need to check. The Bill goes in. And then they're like, get your backside here. Get back here. And they do. The Germans appear. Shorty kills one with like a hammer or a pickaxe, something like that. While Bill shoots one. The soldier he shoots drops dead. And he drops a grenade. It blows. And the, the tunnel's gone. The whole thing's went down. And they say to Bill, it's over, Bill. Forget it. And he says, no, no, the, the German tunnel, we can get into that. And we can get through their tunnels. We can get to, to where our explosives are. So this German procedure means they'll scrap their tunnel and start another one. So it'll be clear. And they're like, no, it's a suicide mission. And he says, we need to do this, otherwise our lads will charge straight to the deaths if we don't. Uh, we're not being heroes. It's, we're doing it because it's the right thing to do. So they agree to finish it t- together. It's 5 a.m., one hour until the attack. There's a faint scraping. Um, and they say to George, go back to the breakthrough point, And if there's any activity, let us know. They break through to the chamber where the, explosion, uh, the explosives are. And they've got 15 minutes to sort the connections and tend to get out because they need the explosion to go off before the 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 lads go over the top. Um, George sees a German having a cigarette. He blows out his candle to hide. The others hear the Germans. This German shouts Englander, so George chases after him and grabs him and hits his head with a rock to stop the German alerting the others and blowing the whole thing. Uh, you see Hellfire, Hellfire Jack on the surface. Um, the attack's about to begin. Uh, begin. Shorty and Harold uh, roll the wire out. Uh, Bill's there finishing the connections. And George um, runs into him and says, a German saw me, I killed him, I'm going to hell. And Bill says, I'm going to stay and finish the wire. He says, this is Peter's, take it. And it's one of his toy soldiers. He says, you won't go to hell, you protected us. He said, I should have protected your Charlie. George, he says, you need to go, go. And George leaves. The tension builds. The music, it's, it's well filmed. I mean, I thought it was quite low budget, but it's not bad at all. Um, we see the soldiers ready to go over the top. Uh, the lad, the lads sort out the detonator. Bill stays to sort out the connections as the Germans start to uh, come through the walls and he shoots at one of them and he gets shot in the arm. Uh George gets hit, trapped under a beam and almost drowns and manages to get out. Bill looks at his watch and George gets out and they say, oh, what about Bill? And he says, Bill gave his orders. And then there's a CGI shot of the machine's ridge blowing, which was good. I mean, it wasn't like industrial light magic, but it was it was, it was good. Um, the lads charge over the top. George, George makes it out. Um, Hellfire Jack comes to see them. And he stops just short of them and he hears that Bill stayed and he's visibly shaken and he, he kind of staggers away. Um, and George hands Peter's toy soldier to them. And it's like, right, come, right, come on, lads, let's go. We've finished. 
There's a radio announcer. It says, this morning at 6.30am, an explosion the size of which the world has never known punctured German lines at Messines, allowing Allied troops to take enemy trenches unseen. The blast so giant that it was felt at Downing Street was detonated through underground blast chambers dug directly under no man's land. And Bill's wife uh, gets a knock at the door and it's Colonel hellfire jack and she says i got the telegram yesterday that was really no need to come she says a, a letter from the king ain't worth the horse um stuff it's written on i don't and jack says to her i don't think i've ever met a more pig-headed man than your bill he gives a little toy soldier back to peter he salutes peter says your dad saved thousands of lives and he puts uh they put the soldier, toy soldier, in front of a picture frame of his dad with the medals, and the film ends with the text. Uh, the text: "The Messines Ridge was the biggest man-made explosion the world had ever witnessed. So immense was the detonation, the roar was even heard by the British Prime Minister, uh, Herbert Asquith, um, in London, 140 miles away. Over 10,000 German troops were killed when the mines blew. The resulting Allied attack um, overran the German forward objective in less than 35 minutes." And it was the final time that mining was used in the Great War. Hellfire Jacks, played by Tom Goodman Hill. Uh, William is... Uh, oh, I might have got the names mixed up. I might have got William and George mixed up. Whoops. Uh, Charlie is made by uh, is played by Sam Clement. Shorty is played by Joseph Stein. Uh, George is played by Elliot James Langridge. And uh, as I read at the end, it was filmed at Beamish. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that film. It was it was good. I was expecting it to be a lot kind of slower and um, more tense, but it it um, it was it was well made, well acted, well directed. It um, and it shone a light upon a, a part of the the First World War that you really don't hear an awful lot about. And yeah, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Um, that's that's it. Uh, that's my review of <laughs> how enthusiastic enthusiastic do I sound? That's it. That's my review of um, the war below. If you can find this film, uh, it's well worth a watch. Um, if you'd like to review this podcast, uh, you can do so on podchaser.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, just search review it yourself. We're also on Good Pods. If you'd like to send me any. Um, recommendations for films you want me to review um i still i got a request to watch the sixth sense and i still can't find my dvd i do do not know where that's gone so i'm probably gonna have to get another one um i will return with another another review soon uh cheers for listening as ever